0: Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And I am Ed. And welcome to the (laughs) Instinctive Influencers Podcast. You like my new uh, tool? I didn't want to show you before.
1: <laughs>
0: this
1: is the new announcement.
0: <laughs> For those of you not listening, I am talking through a toilet paper roll. <laughs> no, hey, so I saw this downstairs and I was like, I could throw this away or I could use this tool because it's amazing
1: it's a tool it is it's it's a, it's a right.
0: tool and we're going to talk about many tools today but this tool is mine
1: yeah you're repurposing it is only mine. it's fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right uh-huh. hey ed we are we are on episode 92 we're so close to 100 we can smell it <laughs> right so i gotta come up uh, I, I i gotta do some brainstorming i'm gonna have to run some things by you we're gonna see what we're gonna do at 100 but uh lots of things to cover today tons of information like you got some stuff going on. Um, I kind of do. Um, big, big news. Uh, people may have seen pictures on Facebook, but I got to go and have dinner with the bearded ninja himself. Um, the- it was amazing. Uh, catching up on times to that, dude. He just, you just said, because I, I mentioned it to you. You said something. I said, uh, that dude doesn't, he, the bearded ninja does not age. There's something yeah. going on here, Ed. Tell me what it is. Why
1: doesn't it's he? It's gotta age? be a mixture of snake venom and tiger blood or something. I don't know. It's gotta be something in the beard oil, maybe. I, I maybe don't it's a moisturizer. Know. Maybe he's rubbing the beard oil all over himself. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> he
0: you know he's gonna because he does listen to the show all the time. So he's totally he's probably gonna be laughing. And you know how he laughs too. When he has that hard chuckle, he's like ah, ah. <laughs> you know so he's probably driving down the road right now listening to us and then he's probably also, he's, now he's cussing me out so but no it was it was really good we got to catch up um we talked about a lot of different things about the academy we talked about like m- me going to school we talked about their academy uh just progression uh his daughter she's in columbia like uh like university uh, the columbia university like She's so, man, she's so smart. Like it's incredible. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then and then the son, he lives just down the road from her so they get to spend time together. And I think he I really believe it that he's starting to bait, "Hey, why am I still in Tennessee when both my children are up in New York and I love New York?" You know, that type of thing. So, we'll see what happens. I don't know.
1: That would be insanity. The cost of living is just too much in New York. It would eat his little retirement checks up.
0: Not, I don't know man
1: <laughs> We'll I see mean, what happens He didn't want to live there when the son was there I'm not saying that we as men tend to favor our daughters But yeah. He didn't want to live up there when his son was there But now that the daughter is there Now yeah. he's contemplating You know <laughs> Maybe
0: the, you know maybe they should are have the a sit down or-
1: Are the Yankees even worth going up there for I mean no. I don't know
0: No, No I don't like the Yankees Of course you would say that <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Red Sox fan, so no. Um, so, hey, dude, you've you've been busy, like, crazy busy, like, all the time, man. Like, you've got things uh, going on left and right. It seems like you, have, like you have more than one thing going on all the time, it seems like. It does. You doing all right?
1: Like yeah, I'm doing all right. It's a small – so we're such a small group up there where I work at now. Uh, we're so small, so we have to cover so much. I mean, yeah, I, I, the good thing is – uh, I should only have one more work trip before I get to come to the States. I uh, my sister's, yeah, I got my sister's wedding coming up. I got Thanksgiving at home. Yeah. Uh, my kids are coming in for the wedding, so that'll be interesting. And I'm being really? isolated. Yeah, I'm being isolated. We're going to a lake house. No internet, no phone signal. <laughs> so we'll see how that works for my millennial children. <laughs> where's it, Where's that going to be at? Uh, just outside of Charlotte. Yeah, it's not far and, from Charlotte. My sister got a lake house for the week, and we'll see. I don't know. cool, man. And I'm going to take videos so, of my kids kind of going, oh, internet, internet. Oh. Like, <laughs>
0: so, so you didn't know anything, but what about the, uh, the throwdown? How's that going to
1: go? Oh, we're having that. So she planned her wedding. My sister, bless her heart. She planned her wedding around Thanksgiving in the throwdown. And I'm actually and, going to, we get there early on Sunday and we're going to the Panthers versus the football team game in Charlotte, man. It's a, like, you're
0: going to have the time of your life. You're, you're getting to go see your team play. You're going to, yeah. you watch this You get to spend time with your family. Like, that's like, you're like, yeah. like I, I can only, imagine, like, I, uh I've, I, I want to live through that with you.
1: You know. Just, <laughs> well, and then I do you have one a negative side, Brian. There's a negative side. No, we have to leave. We have to leave the poodle with Sarah to babysitter. We're not taking the poodle home, so Patton will be here in Germany with Sarah for the week,
0: two weeks. I'm pretty sure Sarah will spoil the crap out of your dog. She so. definitely will. <laughs> yeah, like she's like part of the family, anyways. Yeah, though. it's great. Cra- you know, it's so I think about these things, right? And I think about like how things. When we meet these people, we meet, like Sarah, like you and Sarah and your wife. Mm. Like she's now family. I mean, literally, yeah. she's family. You know what I mean? And it's like that. It's like that. Everywhere we go, um, it feels like we always it's like cool. create these bonds. Yeah, man, Yeah, it's
1: really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: just unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Well, and those bonds are important because you know they allow you to grow. Different people. You know, Sarah's from Puerto Rico. I don't know what that's like. She shares her experiences. Yeah. I share mine. You yeah. Know, so we can kind of see. Actually, Sarah's, uh, we haven't seen her in a week because her mom is here from Puerto Rico right now.
0: Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. So they've
1: been whirlwind Europe and tour. I think they did like five days in Italy. Like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Get all this time off. I wish I had that. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: so, yeah. yeah. So we haven't that's- seen her as much, but, you know, next weekend. I'll cook, she'll show up.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what it is?
1: Yeah, I just got to cook. I just got to cook something good.
0: There you go. Yeah. All right. So, Ed, we it's funny. We brought up that. We, we talked about relationships and building relationships and just the idea of it. And what we're going to cover today, uh, for those of you out there, you've already heard us talk about it most times. So we're going to talk about mentoring, which mentoring in its own way is building relationships. You know, and and we're gonna talk about that part. Um, We got this really cool. It was uh, it was a small. It was not really an article. It's actually more like a. uh, I guess it was built for a group in. uh, Let's say, County of San, Monteo Human Resources and their department is Santa Clara, Water Valley District. So
1: yeah, it's kind of like a workbook.
0: Yeah, it's like a workbook that this organization put together. Um, It's really cool though, because of how they built it where you can fill in stuff. Um, But you know what I really liked and you're about, you're going to read a quote in a little bit, but I, what I really liked was on the very first page. And uh, I may even, I may put this on our Facebook page too. That way people can download themselves, but it had these three quotes and each one of them were, I just, I thought that all three quotes were amazing. So the very first one was by Denzel Washington and Denzel Washington. I mean, when he says stuff, I listen because denzel Denzel, you know yeah just uh, show me a successful individual, and I'll show you someone who had real positive positives influences in his or her life that's that makes sense, right yeah, um, and then Oprah, the next one says, a mentor is someone who allows you to see the hope inside yourself that right there yeah, that speaks that. to the court that speaks. And then the final one is by a John Crosby. It says mentoring is a brain to pick an ear to listen and a push in the right direction. That one right there. Like it was almost like they, to me they were building, but that one right there it's like, it's that person that you get to reach out to. You can kind of, you know, dig into their brain um, or that somebody that will listen to you that can help give you advice or even just listen. And then yeah. that, because how many times uh, like, have you done something or, or thought about doing something and somebody said to you, Ed, well, just go do it. You know what? You, you, what's the worst that could happen? At least you tried. You know, something like that.
1: Yeah, no. And so when I see that that last one, Brian, that makes me think of my – that's my siblings. That's our relationship right there. Is it? Um, yeah, and then you know, add the brutal honesty to it. Like, that's stupid. What are you thinking? Uh, but, yeah, no, that is very much like them. That's my siblings – Uh, And in our little group chat on, on the book of faces, you know, we, we, this is, that's an opportunity for us to, to do these things. Like, so yeah, it is a good way to bounce things off each other and, and it kind of just kind of push to do Mm -hmm. something else, something bigger, something better um, to take those risks. So yeah, that's, that's excellent. I like that quote.
0: It's constantly growing together too, you know? I mean, yeah. You know, and and that's the way I've I've always kind of see it. Like not only is the person being mentored growing, but also the, you know, the mentor themselves, they're growing because, then yeah. I mean, maybe they're dealing with an experience and they're trying to help the guy somebody through that they didn't have to do, but they're now learning from it and they're helping someone. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to get into this right off the bat here. Uh, It talks about defining mentorship, Ed. And I I really do like this. Uh, It says, what is mentoring? Mentoring is a relationship between an experienced professional, the mentor, who shares their knowledge, skills, and experience with another professional, the mentee, to assist in their career progression. Now, here's here's another quick quote. Uh, Mentoring is to support and encourage people to manage their own learning in order that they may maximize their potential. Develop their skills, improve their performance, and become the person they want to be. That's an Eric Palso, the Oxford School of Coaching and Mentoring. Uh, what do you got? I mean, like when we go with opening, you know, opening this up, what are you thinking when you hear those definitions?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think that the, what stood out to me is the uh, may maximize their potential because a lot of times we, don't maximize our potential or we think we've reached our potential, but then that outside source, that mentor may be like, no, you haven't. And here's why. But here's how you can you right. know, d- grab some more of that potential, because when you think you've maximized your potential, you know, I think it was the great David Goggins that said there's there's 10, 20 percent more still there. You haven't you haven't reached <laughs> your potential completely yet. So um, that, that's kind of what stood out for me on that uh, those two little quotes to, to open up the episode, Brian.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that, so, and you know, one of our old bosses used to talk about all the time. Hey, what people are promoted on is potential. And you would be kind of like, Oh yeah, I got, I got, I got it. But it's what I did too. Well, yeah, they compare, but they're looking at what you did to say, yeah, you, you were able to do this. So you have the potential to do this. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely like, that's like the key indicator, like to me, uh, and
1: developing skills, we all know we need more development. Um, well, and that goes with that goes with the potential too, Brian, because so like you said, they look at our potential to, when they promote, but they also look at what we've done because what we've done shows them, it provides them, it illustrates for them how we've already grown and they can see that we haven't become stagnant and that we still have potential to continue to grow. So I think that those two things play really nice together. They develop their skills along with the maximized potential.
0: Yes. No, exactly. You know, um, so one of the things here it talks about, too, is it talks about mentoring. It's a powerful professional development tool. It's a powerful mm. professional development tool. So it, I think the key thing is to keep that in your mind. Keep thinking, like, this is a tool and I have to develop the person. Sometimes yeah. what happens is, is I think we, uh, we jump into... And you know this as well as I do. We jump into that. Let's just answer their questions. Let's just give them solutions. And no, it's yeah, not, no. yeah, it's not about just giving solutions. It's no. actually about guiding. You know, um, an effective way to help individuals progress in their career. Right. So you and I, we know this in the services. It's way different. It, we all understand a certain aspect. Like, for instance, you knew, what it was, you knew what it was like to go from being a sergeant to a staff sergeant because other people showed you the way. Mm-hmm. Or going from a staff sergeant to a sergeant first class. You were able to learn those things. But until you made it, you really couldn't effectively use those tools. And that's the whole point. It's like you have, like, you have to go through learning these things. And sooner or later, you get, you get in that position and you're like, oh, this is how it works. And you, we make mistakes, I mean, along the way. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's also about, this is what I like. It's about long-range career planning mm-hmm. and or improving certain skills and abilities. So like, this is, it's not like you get a mentor, Ed, that's, okay, I'm just going to have this mentor for two months. No, it's, it's, life, it's lifelong learning, what we talk about. Yes. Um, the bearded ninja, we talk about him all the time. Like, I... I even put it like when I got, I get to go have that lunch with or that dinner with him. And I took a picture. Like it felt good because we still communicate whether it be through messenger, through email, whatever. Mm. But it was so good to finally, like get to sit down and talk with him and hang out with him, you know, as my mentor. That's why I consider him as a mentor, just like yeah. uh, Joshua Bryan or, you know, talking with you like you're to me, you know, you, you have life experience over me for sure. And you actually, you've been in the army longer than me, too.
1: I'm slightly older than you. Slightly. Dude, you're like Still 50. Lot, but two. <laughs> not right? yet. Stop oh, it. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, this one here, Brian, I agree with you. This is a really good point, too. You talk about the long range career playing. And we have an advantage in the military because we have those career maps, which I actually remember when those weren't really a thing either. But those career maps kind of show you where you should be at this many years in the military, where you should be at right. this many, what schools you should have, because those schools are how you develop those skills and those abilities that make you have that potential for the next, you know, progression. Progression, and mm-hmm. and I think that that's a good thing because you got to build, you know, and, and when they say skills, there's a lot of different skills it could be. But for me, I think leadership skills is one that whether you're military, whether you're civilian sector doesn't matter, and how can I improve those leadership skills, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so recently, sitting on a promotion board, young specialist comes in looking to be promoted to sergeant, and that was one of the questions was, what are you doing to better yourself as an NCO? And he said, well, I read. Well, what do you read? Well, I read, and you'll love this, Brian, I read Simon Sinek. And I said, Oh. oh, really? Okay, what's your favorite book by Simon Sinek? And he says, I really like Leaders Eat Last. And I said, we will sit down and talk later. But he understood <laughs> that these books are helping him, though, as a soldier to develop yeah. to become a leader and then a better leader and then a better leader. And I was really taken aback by it because usually a young specialist. I mean, you're what, 23, 24, right? <laughs> So there's still some immaturity there, but the the soldiers showed a great level of maturity with that. Hey, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, and I really was. I was like, oh, wait, you know, kind of. (laughs) He he, he grabbed,
0: he grabbed your, he struck your chord. He (laughs) got I was like,
1: whoa, Simon Sinek, eh? (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, what's funny, too. I don't know. How long ago was this that this took place?
1: That was this month's board. No way. That was the, uh, well, the um, September board, promotion board it's great like it i literally
0: just posted i got a peer who's in the uh, who's in the academy with here and she uh, she had posted that she had just finished reading that same book the third time she's read it three times <laughs> I'm like oh my goodness so what i did, i was like hey that's a great book i love everything he does maybe you should check out great leaders have no rules by kevin cruz and then she she replied back like i'm totally going to check it out and like you know like it's funny how we can share that stuff that's probably yeah. one of my favorite you know, uh, Simon Sinek books. Uh, the Infinity Games is pretty good because it basically kind of gets you in that idea of listen, it's your, it's, there's, you got to play the long game. That's not, there's no short game in life, you know, when it comes to leadership. Um, hey, you want to go over uh, a mentor is what we talk, what, what we're going to talk about with that right there?
1: Yeah. So a mentor, so a guide to help the mentee navigate their professional journey, a trusted and respected advisor, uh, someone that explores what, with the mentee, their current career situation, what they wish to achieve and how they can go about reaching their goals without prescribing solutions or, uh, or career routes. So you're not telling them this is the way you're going to go. You know, this is the way, uh, and someone that provides support and advice that empowers the mentee to explore, establish and pursue, uh, goals. And I think this support and advice, I think this is, because mm-hmm. you're talking about respected advisor and I think support and advice and uh, advice is very important because that's how you don't give them the answers to the test, but you show them the way to study for the test. Yes. You know, you're, you're helping them to get there. Uh, but you're not saying this is the only way to go because everybody has a different path. Uh, the, my path to staff, Sergeant, my path to whatever, is not the same as every other 92 Alpha in the military. Mm-hmm. And it's the yeah. same thing in the civilian sector. Your path to success. Maybe I took a longer route. You know. Maybe you have a hard charger. Like supercharged guy or gal in your organization. And, and they. You know. They advance quickly. Right. And then of course some people are going to be like. Well they did this or that to get there. and They didn't. You're just jealous. Uh, but that. So you get those different paths, and that mentor has to understand that There is not a cookie cutter. This is the only way to be successful. There are multiple ways. You know uh,
0: what? When you those four bullets that you read, what I take from that Ed was it's not about the mentor themselves, because it's just talking about like these characteristics, almost which we're going to get into qualities of a good mentor, but. It's really about, okay, like it's this person that's going to guide another person. Mm-hmm. It's somebody doing something for someone else. So let's say uh, you have Joe. I'm I'm mentoring Joe Snuffy. Me mentoring Joe Snuffy doesn't mean I'm getting something out of it per se. Now, I may get something out of it by helping someone. It makes me feel good. So chemical what, release. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So let's back it up. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about community <laughs> service. And we talked about doing things for others. To yep. me and I, and I said I was going to link these together last episode um, that's basically you're doing like a community like almost like a community service where you're helping someone and you get nothing for it other than yep. that chemical release maybe um, and that's the key thing like it's it's like you don't have to be in their direct support or their direct chain of command or anything no. like that to be a mentor, and I think sometimes this is just me yet. <clears throat> I think sometimes that's the best mentorship because then they definitely have no skin in the game whatsoever. And it kind of helps that free thinking because let's say you know I'm, I'm mentoring Sergeant First Class Joe Snuffy as a first sergeant, right? Well, okay. we, still have a, we still have a mission. We still have a goal, and I have to keep that in the forefront. We have a commander's intent, so we have to still focus on that. Sometimes maybe that mentorship is curved because of the mission, because we have to do it. Versus, I'm Master Sergeant such and such working in this area, and then I have Sergeant First Class Joe Snuffy who works in another company. I have no skin in the game with them, so all I'm yeah. doing is I'm thinking about their well-being first or their their growth. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and mentorship can be more than just you know their career. Pab, So I told you a story earlier, Brian, you know, I got this tasking that we're working on and we had to develop a transportation plan, right? pick people up at the airport, take them to the hotel. And, and that young staff sergeant came to me and was like, hey, here's my plan. And I looked at his plan. I saw one flaw and I said, OK, but by your plan, this person would have to be at the airport for two hours waiting on the next flight with that person. So I said, do you think maybe we could swing just a vehicle for him so that he doesn't have to wait? and he looked and he's like yeah that would work. So I mentored mm-hmm. him. I didn't give him the answer. I just said, "Hey, here's what I'm thinking." And then he looked at it and he's like, "You know, that does make sense." So you're providing right. some level of mentorship to him. I you know, I never met this guy until he got tasked to me for this uh for this event uh, about a month ago. Never met because our organization is like 800 people. So yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like now, you know, and then you have conversations and you're like, oh, I'm wait, He's waiting to get promoted. And we're like, oh, well, what are you going to do next? Well, you know, I haven't done broadening and now I can get into his career, even though we're not the same, um, occupational specialty. I can still, because I know, okay, well you need prior broadening. What have you thought about? Like, you know, so it was a mentorship opportunity just, and, and I really wasn't even thinking of it like that. I was just thinking, I'm not giving him the answer and I kept telling yeah. my captain um, you know I, I'm not going to ma- micromanage them here's here's what I need to happen on the end of the day on Monday right. make that happen and they did
0: so that's and and that's yeah that's that's amazing and you can't it's funny like you can feel when somebody has that drive and you're like yeah I really want to mentor mm-hmm. this person versus and and I hate to say it there are some that's just you're Like, okay, you're just a busy bee, and that's it. Um, I don't think you really are looking for X, Y, and Z in a career, it so yeah. it's yeah. Um, but definitely, this show is definitely going to hit upon mainly the mentor themselves and how to go about all everything through that process. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so let's talk about we're going to talk about some qualities of a good mentor, and these are just a few that they have written down, and you'll probably have some to add to it. Um, I, I know do. I do. <laughs> I I figured you did. So let me read down through these. And I want to hear what you added to it. And maybe it's probably going to go along the lines of me. Um, So first, qualities of mentor. And this is just bullet points. So those of you listening, take this this into consideration. Honest, trustworthy, supportive, listener,
1: approachable,
0: and Mm -hmm. open. What
1: do you got to add to it, Ed? So first one, let's start with honest. I think that you could do honest slash candid I yes think you have to be you know honest it, it kind of they kind of go together but they don't you know i can be honest but sugarcoat it but when you're candid you eliminate that kind of uh, sugarcoating from it right um and then for the supportive brian what i what i was thinking is so when we say supportive that is the mentor has to be willing to devote the, the, the time and effort into mentoring that mentee so that when you look at supportive i think that that's where that falls is you know it is not easy it's not a five minute thing it takes time and, mm-hmm. and i know that this product was developed by an hr um, specialist for our company so that you know they talk about like you know uh, meeting with the mentee and all these other things but we do it too we have monthly counselings right yes um, and things like that so i do think that the, there is amount of time that a mentor has to understand that and and, and be willing to provide. Um, under listener, I added uh, the constructive feedback, right? So we all, we've talked about active listening so many times on this show, and we've talked about feedback many, many times. But part of that being a good listener is to be able to take it, process what you're hearing, right? First of all, don't interrupt listen to what they're saying and they should do the same thing. They should listen to the mentor without interrupting uh, mm-hmm. and then be able to process it and then provide some kind of constructive uh, feedback. Mm-hmm. And then I added uh, knowledgeable, I think a mentor it's important for the mentor to be knowledgeable. Um, whether it be in leadership, whether it be in your, your particular occupation, whatever it is uh, and then eager to learn. So this one was a little bit different. I found this online, but the mentor has to be willing to learn too, because even though you're mentoring someone, right, they have something to offer too. And you may learn something from them. And that goes into the whole realm of our, you know, our pretty much our theme of lifelong learning. So as a mentor, yeah, you're giving something, but be, be aware, be open and be willing to take something back. And, and for me, Every time I have a chance to mentor somebody, I'm looking for opportunities to take something from them that I can then use and add to my kit bag. And Mm -hmm. then uh, I think the mentor has to be successful at whatever it is. If it's their career, if it's a leader, you know, you don't want Joe, the terrible soldier, mentoring your younger soldiers um, because then it just it just can cause some damage to that mentee so those are just a couple of things there's so many more we can add brian do you have something to add oh yeah oh yeah i was just
0: just trying to i was trying to write them out so i could look at them on the board because i had them elsewhere uh so first thing i think ed relatable if you are a relatable person you Mm -hmm. have to be relatable because to and i guess it's like be able to show empathy in certain situations but if you can relate to the mentee and what they're facing what it does is it helps per, uh, personalize a little bit. All right. Um, and, you know, before we go any further, Ed, uh, those of you who are not watching the video, I need you to watch the video because as Ed moves his head just right, he's got this little picture behind him. And it looks like he's got like crazy longhorns, uh, <laughs> antlers coming out the side of his head of the flag. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> they're I, angel wings.
0: Yeah, it looks great. It looked great on your head. Uh, that's a pretty cool picture, by the way. Um, so if hey, if any of you haven't watched, go to the go to the if you're listening, go to the YouTube. Just watch it on the YouTube. It's great, um, and you'll anyways, find just
1: below it the championship trophy.
0: All right, continue, so, Brian. And you and I was going to bring that up in a minute, so don't let me forget. I was all we right, going to talk I'll about. I'll let you that.
1: see it while you talk about it.
0: Uh, actually, I'm not going to talk about it right now. But so I got relatable. Um, all right. Cr- how about critical and creative thinker? You have to be a critical and creative thinker because what if it's what if you're mentoring somebody through something where it's similar to what you've experienced but not like it? You've got to be able to think outside the box, you get, or mm-hmm. as they say. You've got to be able to kind of like come up with different uh, questioning techniques, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. how about How about another one? This one This one strikes a chord uh, with me because I've met people that are not this, but risk adverse. You have to be able to take into risk because you, if you give somebody advice and it is risky, can you imagine the damage that you're going to create? Not only with that person, every person that knows that person that knows you, like you're going to create a whole web of distrust. So you talked about, we talked about being trustworthy earlier, but risk adverse is a big thing. Don't put somebody in a situation that they shouldn't. Um, And then, the last one I kind of thought about. Um, I feel like it inspirational. If you're an inspirational person, in a sense, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it
0: just it, it doesn't mean you have to like every word that comes off your tongue is the greatest thing in the world. No, what I mean by it is is you can inspire people to continue to act, to continue to press forward. It's the encouraging words. It's the it's the things that um, that the person was doubting it of doing something you've talked to them and now they're going to proceed on and it could be something that is like saying hey if you fail what's the worst thing that can happen and you make them go through that you know so but those are the four that i kind of came mm-hmm. up with i i felt were i felt like really hit the cord um to actually you know describe the qualities yeah. i think
1: I'm sorry, bro. I just wanted to say, I think that Relatable, I'm I'm actually ashamed that I didn't come up with that one. I mean, we had Approachable, but I, I really thought that Relatable was a really strong one for you. but not as strong as that. Cr- to me, your strongest one, Critical and Creative Thinker. That's wow. your strongest one. Because you got to be able to get out the box. There's, yes. Again, like I said earlier, there's no cookie cutter to being a mentor, and you have to be able to get outside the box and, and help people. And I think that's where that creative and critical thinker comes in because you're also not, especially you. So you're, you're going to be a SAR major. You've been a first Sergeant. Everything that comes in your office is not going to be, Oh, I've seen this a million times now. Yes, there are going to be some things, you know, you're going to have soldiers with finance problems. You're going to have soldiers involved in, you know, maybe drugs, alcohol abuse, domestic violence. We know those are like ones you're going to see multiple times. But then when you peel back the onion, the calls to those things could be way different than what you've ever seen, or they could come in something new that you've never seen. And that's where that creative and critical thinker as a mentor uh, comes in is is to kind of get out of there and be like, okay, I got to look at this and really figure out how to help this person uh, to continue their development. So I, I thought that was your strongest point. I thought it was really probably one of the best ones. I'm going to write the author and tell them they should be ashamed of their for not having that one.
0: Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 I think I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, so someone who I'm considering as a mentor right now, um, he's one of my instructors. Uh, we just finished our first semester. Um, and he, he says that a lot, right? I hear him say it all the time. And I'm thinking, man, yeah, he's got a point. And it's, I guess he said it so much that it struck a chord in my head. That It's like, <laughs> you constantly have to be doing this, you know? So, um so we're gonna move on ed Um. we're gonna move on to mentor expectations you want to kind of kick us off with this i guess we're down that road let me
1: alt tab to get to it (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh
1: mentor expectations as a mentor you will meet with your mentee a minimum of four times within a 12 month period and these to me brian the only thing about these is the organization may dictate something different, maybe more frequent, less frequent. So you just got to keep that in mind that this was written for a particular organization, right? But I think they're pretty yeah. good guiding ideas, right? Yes, uh, yes. So when you're having these meetings, you're going to review and discuss uh, his or her feedback, their resume, or other relevant materials. You're going to assist with your mentee with you're going to assist with your mentee with the development of an employee development plan. Uh, and be familiar with and recommend internal and external development activities. So for us, Brian, we've said it many times, for the military, this is just a a professional counseling. This is a professional growth counseling, if you think about it, right? Like yes. Employee development plan is just saying professional growth counseling for us. So I think it's good. I Really, actually, to me, as a, as a senior NCO getting towards retirement, I think it's refreshing to see that civilian organizations are doing something that's so similar to what we do um i mean yeah we meet every month with them right but i don't i mean four times within 12 months that's fair so i, I think this is really good and this is giving you as the mentor a good snapshot of where your mentee is i think four times i mean i i'm willing to bet an organization is not going to say you know four times is the minimum but if you wanted to meet six times a year. I don't think an organization will be like, no, don't do that. You know what I mean? Because that maybe that's just what you're more comfortable with. So I I do see the value in it, of course, because we use developmental counseling and professional growth counseling in the military. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as a mentor, these mentor expectations, I think that's pretty good, Brian. Yeah.
0: um, So we're not going to go through the, uh, the actual sample meeting schedule that they have on here. Uh, However, so one, I'm gonna post. I am gonna post this to the Facebook page. I think this is a great tool for people to look at. However, under meeting wow. two and meeting three, there was a key thing that really struck a chord with me, and it kind of oh, it kind of hits one I'll of the qualities. It. It, you, you you can tell what it is. Um, it's not the review action one. Yeah, <laughs> um, it says check in regular uh, regarding any challenges roadblocks or questions and suggestions additional development activities
1: mm-hmm. so that
0: the one that the one that strikes the core with me the most at is the roadblocks because i love i love roadblocks i don't know why i just love them i love it when people bring <laughs> me roadblocks because i must like okay we're gonna we're building bridges we're building tunnels we're you know what i mean like i like to yeah. use that metaphor um you you brought up something that was great earlier uh i did did you, you, yep. It was, uh, no, 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 no. It was before we started talking about the show, you uh, talk about mm-hmm. the board. It was talking about the SAR majors question on the board. Yeah. And, um, uh, you want to explain it a little bit before I go further and why I like that?
1: Yeah. So I was telling you about it because, you know, down the line, you're going to be a president of the board. And so we got a new SAR major in, and he added this topic to the board and, and, and with the military, Asar Major is the senior enlisted advisor. He has not; he does not have a vote on the board, but he's the president. So it's his board, but no vote. And he he added the declination diagram, which is where at the bottom of your map, it'll show you true north, grid north, and magnetic north because they're not all the exact same, right? And then so he'll ask the soldier, what is the declination diagram? And they explain it to him in their own words. And then he says, okay, now use that to describe... Your leadership style, or how you lead, or mm-hmm. how how can you apply that to leadership? And you know, you get all kinds of answers. I think one of the ones I like is because when you look at it, you know, for those watching, you'll see my hands. But you got your true north, and then you know, a little bit off is your grid and magnetic north. But mm-hmm. to me, true north is doctrine. It's it's the policy, right? But right, you have to be flexible. So sometimes you may have to come, you're still going to be going north. You're still going towards your objective, but you may have to come off and go a little bit more towards the magnetic north because this particular thing doesn't fit into a cookie cutter policy, you know, into policy. So you got to figure out how to get there without violating anything. And I I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the ones that I've liked so far. Um, I've only sat on one board when he did it, but and that's basically what the soldier said is, you know, it's a guiding principle that everything isn't going to always be North. Sometimes the answer is off a little bit and, and you've got to figure that out as leaders. So, yeah. And so what I took from that, and as soon as you
0: said, like I have a die, I drew the diagram up here on yeah. my board. Like as you were saying it, I actually drew it up here on the board. Um, and this was earlier when we were talking before the yeah. show started. And I put it on the like, detonation diagram of mentorship. And I thought to myself, that matches perfectly like you could we you could oh, yeah. literally write a book ed on the declinate the declination diagram of mentorship because you have the direction the person needs to go but then there's the off canter just like you said you know uh, fort campbell the declination diagram is three percent three percent is what it is i only remember that because i've been there for too many years too um, many years yeah but but knowing that you can be slightly off and that's that part of that, that's that roadblocks we talked about, right? And that questions, mm-hmm. questions. Like I think a big part of mentorship is asking the right questions to help with that declination diagram and to get there. Uh, but yeah, I digress. Let us move I digress.
1: on. All right. So
0: we're going to move on to the rules of the road. Uh, and this, this is a, uh, this is definitely a key uh, element that people should Focus on, all right, when it comes to mentorship. Mm -hmm. So as a mentor, you will help your your mentee navigate a career path and or improve goals through a series of coaching conversations and the creation of a development plan with goals, targets, and timeframes. Mentoring is a learning partnership that, when done effectively, can be beneficial for both the mentee and mentor. Blower several ways that will assist you in establishing a trusting relationship and building rapport with your mentee and that's 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 key in it right so start mm-hmm. start from where your mentee is at like knowing their current location right yeah. and you where and i you know things yeah let you and i will go back and forth and uh, bring up each one but but let me start with that that where is point where's start point where's the sp where's you know where are we starting from so we know where to go if you don't know where you are you you don't know how to get to where you're going right we can use we can use map reading right we've yeah we taught map reading at the basic level but what's one of the first things we do is we teach them how to plot where they are well how do you plot where somebody is in the mentorship process that's by finding out stuff about them right what are the conversation Yep. Yeah, exactly. What are their goals in life? What are the what are the things that they would like to try to achieve? What are the things that they have achieved? So you know like their experiences, all these things. That's that's the part of it that you have to understand. Where are we starting from? Absolutely. All right, what you, what's
1: next? So so the next one's put your intern at ease by being open and approachable. And I think you could get rid of that whole intern thing. Put yes. your mentee at ease by being open and approachable. Listen, you can't run around being grumpy cat. Uh, and, and, you know, your mentee is not going to only have a question or an issue, um, that they want you to address when it's convenient for you. You may be busy. You may have a lot going on and then they're going to, Hey, you got a minute. Uh, but you need to understand that. And then you also, not only that, but I mean, you also have to be able to be honest enough and say, Hey, you know what? Can you come back in 30? I'm in the middle of something. Can you come back in about 30 minutes? And then we'll sit down and talk. But being open, making them comfortable to come in there to see you, um, and and so you know, back at the academy, <laughs> this is our thing, right? Back at back at the academy, uh, I remember being in my office. I was over there working for the Bearded ninja. Yes, and two young two young staff sergeants came and knocked on my door. I was on lunch. I remember. I remember. Uh, And they came in and they were new and they were in the instructor course. They weren't even certified to be instructors yet. And they came in and both of them at the same time was like, Hey, uh, can you be our mentor? And, um, so to me that spoke to how approachable I was, which I was only approachable because Sarah told me to grow my hair out and made me more approachable. So at that point I had grown my hair out, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, you you know, it does looking back and honestly, that just popped in my head. I never even thought of it when I read the article before. It just popped in my head that like, wow, like I could, I gave them the impression that I was that open and approachable that they were comfortable yeah. within their first two, three weeks working with me to come to me and say, Hey, can you be our mentor? So That's what I think that's one of the rules, you know, for, for you to be successful and help your mentee, uh, uh, to the best of your abilities, which I think I just took one of the next ones. Oh, go! I think
0: you you did, but how about the next one? The very next one is advise and support your mentee to the best (laughs) of your ability without problem solving for them. Mm -hmm. Um, this one, so this is that combination of mentorship and coaching. Because coaching is, you're just kind of guiding them through with the right questioning. You're not giving them the answer, and that's a key thing. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of mentorship, Ed, is if you're asking the right questions, you're allowing them to develop a solution. You're not giving them the solution, right? And and that I think too many times, maybe it's uh, maybe in a mentorship situation, the mentee may say, "Well, how would you do it?" That's where, as the mentor, yeah. we have to back up and we say, "Well, no, it's not how I would do it." Let's evaluate the situation, and then you start the questioning process, and you let them guide them through it. You know, yeah, so, yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah. I I think that one, Air Brian, is also so that one can be a challenge. That can be a challenge for you as the mentor too, right? Because you maybe know like this is this is the solution. This is probably your best course of action, whatever. So you have to be able to have enough. Um, self-control enough intestinal fortitude to say, you know what? I know the answer to this, but let me get them to the answer. Let me help guide them through the questioning. So I think that's a, that's a development for the mentor too, man. Being able to do that and and, and recognizing the need to do that, that develops you as the mentor. I
0: I think that leads you right into the very next bullet, buddy.
1: Oh, thanks. Uh, Practice focused, listening, meaningful, meaningful reflection and sincere communication of interest. Uh, so I, I had some notes on this uh, communication of interest, but so basically what, you know, we, we've talked about men, um, communication before. So nonverbal cues are important to, to show that interest, right? Being able to, to summarize your discussion at the backside after it's all done, you know, so if I'm understanding this correctly, Brian, here are your goals, and these are the steps you're going to take before our next time um, getting together to talk about this. I, exactly. I think those are really key, right there, for the the, the sincere communication. Um, and then um, I, I talked about earlier: don't interrupt, don't interrupt the mentor, don't interrupt the mentee. Those are also very important to giving that sincere interest, showing them I really care about what you're saying right now.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I exactly, I, I like how you brought that in because what you're doing is you, you're creating that active listening mm-hmm. and they know you're paying attention because you're repeating, you're reflecting, you're doing a reflection as they call it in, in communication yep. of what they're saying. I'm going to skip that, that next one. Cause I, I think that kind of is like tongue in, tongue in cheek. We know this, um, <laughs> the, the, the following one then I really like be honest and candid regarding feedback particularly of goals op- opportunities and everything else uh <clears throat> being honest and candid it's not being like uh a jerk about it right like <laughs> no, i would yeah. do that you know like it, there's like there's yeah, a way yeah. to be honest yeah. and candid yeah yeah like i like if i i'm talking to you there's a certain way i can talk to you and i know you'll take it a certain way right and if right. i if i get if i get out of hand or i start tweaking things that shouldn't be tweaked or saying certain types of things that shouldn't be said, you're no longer going to feel trusted. And you're not going to of me. You're no longer going to want to, uh, basically, uh, approach me anymore because you're like, Oh, everything. I bring something up. He's just, he's just negative Nancy, you know, like, like you're the same way I'm about. I don't want to be around negative people. I don't like, I don't like negativity. Uh, obviously you have to deal (laughs) with negative people sometimes, but, um, if I don't have to be around you, I won't be, you know? Um, so I think that whole being honest and candid, it it's a long road of knowing how to say and what to say at the right times.
1: Yeah, no, and, and we, we, that's why I brought up candid. When we were doing our qualities of a mentor, you know, I added candid to the honest. And honestly, it wasn't honest, honest, honest but it wasn't because of this. But yeah, it, the honest and the candid go, they're hand in hand. Yes, And I think during feedback, like if you sugarcoat feedback, you're creating the new norm for that person. And and it may not be, it may not be valuable. You may be hurting the organization by not being honest and candid with them when you provide the feedback. So yeah, uh, super important. Yeah,
0: absolutely. What you got Uh, next for us?
1: Encourage your mentee to involve their manager in the process and to keep them informed. So you may have a mentee and the mentee is not a direct report to you. They don't work straight for you and you don't want to eliminate, you know, whatever their hierarchy is. So they should know, you know, the manager should know what's going on. What are they working towards? Kind of, I mean, you don't have to get into the weeds and the detail. You don't need to have a second, uh, Meeting Like you have with your mentor, the mentee, mentee, mentor, mentee meeting, but just a kind of a big, large paintbrush, broad stroke it. Here's what's going on. Just so that they're in aware, situationally aware of what's going on, you know, and maybe, maybe that supervisor or manager may notice something that they can provide to you to take back to your mentor or they may provide to your mentor to help you. Uh, in yep. your development, that they see, so another set of eyes, you know, another perspective.
0: Yeah. Oh. I, oh. Yeah. Like, how how nice is it to uh, let's say you have a subordinate, right, and you know that they've been mentored by somebody else, and that subordinate comes back to you and says, "Hey, you know, I was talking with such and such, and I uh, we come up with this plan to do X, Y, and Z," and then you're like yeah that would work. Why don't I do this with everybody else right? Like so you're creating that you're you're not just creating like a uh, like a small avenue for one person. you could actually like be opening up a whole group of people to this mentorship thing yeah um or, or what you're mentoring somebody on. you think about it like, Ed, and and that's what i love I love referring to academy stuff right because we're touching so well, we're not touching, but we're we're involving ourselves with so many different people. You think about it. We were teaching 16 students in every classroom. Those 16 students were from normally 16 different organizations. And when they would yeah. go back to those organizations, they maybe had anywhere from two to 10 people that they directly engaged with. So if you think about it, let's just say, let's just say each one had five. That's five yeah. times 16 that you were literally possibly engaging and not even knowing it. And that's what's nine great classes
1: about. a year. Yeah. Like nine that's a lot a year, like, yeah. Yeah. Your I mean, sphere of influence is like, yeah. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. That, and or that's, can be.
0: and, 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 and so let's, let's even let's, we can even go further. When you were an instructor of instructors, you were working through the CFDIC. <laughs> yes. Which is a great, it's a great organization that Rick Williams, the bearded ninja runs there at, at Campbell. Yeah. um, You're, you're basically doing the same thing and it's branching out even further because you got students that are coming from other schools, not just the BLC or, you know, the yeah. basic leader course. You got the MLC, the master leader course. You got like the the medics. You got all these different things going on. So the sphere is huge. Right? Um, let's talk about assist the mentee with building a better relationship or coping skills if issues arise regarding his or her manager or colleagues. So this mm. is, this is one of those things is like, you're, you're basically teaching patience, like how to be patient with things
1: or how to yeah, uh, conflict resolution. How, kind yes. Of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and to me, like conflict resolution like how many times do you, you get a mission and you're like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And you want to just, <laughs> you, you want to push back on it and then you're like, but I can't cause I still have to do it. So uh, I better accept it. You know, it's like, it's one of those things. Sometimes some people, they get so wrapped around the axle of, well, this is so stupid that they've wasted so mm-hmm. much energy on that. They've turned it into a bigger problem than what it was. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. And then, you know, and then they don't know the other part of things. They don't know the big picture of things. So, you know, I shared with you, I was having an issue getting one of the soldiers tasked to me to come participate because their leadership was like, no, they're so busy. But what they don't know is, oh, we're going to provide awards for all the soldiers that participate. So you're, you're so worried about not giving up one person that you're not thinking about what's the big picture. So for the, for people that don't know in the military awards equal promotion points equals more, you know, moving you closer towards getting promoted to that next, um, that next grade. And, and so you don't know that you're going, you may be causing your soldier to miss out on that. Uh, yeah. because you know, you don't want to, you know, you, you had this conflict and you know, oh we're so busy. And, uh, you know, I tried my conflict resolution skills, but ultimately it didn't work as well as I wanted to, but, Eventually, it well, did, not always, but different. Not always, but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, learn- you it. But you do know them. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you share so. them. Yeah, yeah. So, what's our next one? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. No, well, before go me, ahead. You can't. You can't solve all your problems with a hammer. Sometimes a feather will do it, or just a word will. You know, I everything isn't Hulk smash. So people need to understand that. But you, as the mentor, need to be able to teach that to your mentee. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so, you and I, Brian, we went through an interesting time in the military because we went into a time where we were there for the transition from where leaders believed Hulk Smash was the answer to everything to yeah. the time when <clears throat> providing the why is the solution to most things now. You know what I mean? Like, Hulk Smash is ineffective. Uh, and I just read something, you know, because I'm getting ready for my transition. I just read something and Hulk smash is not the answer in the civilian sector. That's absolutely not the answer. Uh, So you got to keep that in mind. And when you're teaching a mentee, so Uh, our final point, Ryan, ensure that both your supervisor and the mentee supervisor are aware of and approve of time commitments. Um, So I had to learn a lesson very early. I I used to tell my NCO, Hey, I'm going to do this. And they're like, are you asking me? Are you telling me? And I think that kind of applies here. Like you also have a boss, even though you're a mentor, you have somebody and you need to let them know, Hey, you know, on Monday, I'd like to take 30 minutes to sit down with smuggatelli and they'll say, Oh yeah, that'll work. Or maybe they say, Oh, that doesn't work. But then usually they'll probably come back and say, well, what about 30 minutes on Tuesday? Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Another day. That's fine. But you, you have to make sure your boss is in the loop and then, The mentee side, you got to make sure the mentee, either they're informing their supervisor or you're informing them that, hey, we're going to sit down next week uh, for about 30 minutes. I'd like to have Schmuggatelli on Tuesday for 30 minutes, if that's okay. Boom. You know, so it's just a discussion. It's just a common professional courtesy um, to let people know. In the event that the mentee's supervisor is different than yours, like in this scenario, but if it's the same, that's even easier, right? Because it's literally you going to your boss and saying, hey, I'm going to provide some guidance and mentorship to Uh I just need to know when is a good time for us as an organization for me to sit down for about 30 minutes. So yes, just, yes. just getting somebody into the discussion outside of just you and your mentee.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so I I guess I would say, Let's say uh, there is that person, like uh, that I'm that I'm directly supervising, and they say, "Hey, I'm going to such and such for mentorship." I need to learn also my ego as the leader of this individual that it's okay for that person to go outside of my area, or realm, or whatever it is, my con- uh, span of control to get advice. That mm-hmm. is okay. Like I think sometimes what happens is. is People get stuck around the axle that they think, "Oh, I'm the leader. I'm supposed to be the one that's doing all this." For no, maybe, maybe that person just doesn't relate to you or doesn't have that relationship yet. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't force. You cannot force mentorship or leadership. Really, you can't even force leadership and it be effective. Yeah. It's it's about persuasion, right? I mean, it's it's about motivating, uh, inspiring, persuading. You know, all those things, and uh, you. I've never seen a forced motivation and it work ever. No. I've never, I've no. never seen it. Work. You know, you, you could say, Hey, we're doing these things a certain way you know, different, different schools that we know about, like there's a certain way to do it and you will do it this way, but that doesn't, that doesn't induce motivation. It just says, okay, I'll work hard. Cause I don't want to fail at it. That type of thing. Um, so, uh, so Ed, this is, this is the plan here. We're let's run through these uh, mentorship tips. We kind of okay. run through those. But I have a like <clears throat> a little bit further in our in our packet. Um, it talks about like power questions and stuff, and there's some really good questions. I just wanted to pose out there to our audience that I thought, man, this is this is. I mean, it's simple questioning, but it opens up that creative and critical thinking on the mentee side. Also, all right. Uh, so let's look at mentorship tips. As a mentor, your role is to guide the ment the meeting. Ask questions and listen. Remember, you are not here to solve the mentee's issues or do the work for them. You're a coach and guide for them. Uh, they are the dr- they are in the driver's seat, so they're controlling the situation. So, first thing right off the bat, encourage the mentee to come prepared and bring mm-hmm. relative material and information to the meeting. Uh, this is just this is basically to me that will signal if you tell them to come prepared and they come prepared, that signals to me that they're honestly wanting to learn they want to be a part Absolutely. of it right
1: yeah yes i could not agree with you more i was literally thinking that exact thing when i read it
0: <laughs> yeah but that's what i'm saying like it's it's that whole they're prepared they want it. so if somebody shows up ed and they said hey i want you to be my mentor and you set aside time in your busy day um and they just showed up and they're just standing there and they didn't bring anything or bring any thoughts What's your thought? You feel as an individual trying to mentor someone?
1: Yeah, to me, it would come across like I care more about your progression, than you care about your progression. Then, because you're not bringing anything to the table, you're coming empty-handed. You know, so yeah. I just, it just to me, that's how it would come across. Now, I wouldn't turn them away. We'd still try to conduct business to the best of our abilities, but in the back of my mind, there would be a little bit of like you know questioning going on
0: but you can you can even turn that into a mentorship you know like absolutely you know when you're coming to these things you probably should bring some thoughts and ideas uh but yeah what, what which one you, i mean obviously i think number two is kind of that's we know that that we understand that so what would what you want to go with next
1: uh discuss action items from the previous meeting with the meeting preparation form do not jug- judgment judgment your mentee if he or she does not complete all action items, discuss the roadblocks and completing the items, give support, new commitments for action items can be set. And the reason I like this one is we were talking about earlier about effective and active listening. And when you are able to go back to the previous meeting and have a discussion of those just to highlight those points, right? That's showing what an effective listener you are. Uh, to the mentee. And that's letting them know that you're taking this very mm-hmm. serious. So beyond all the other stuff in that blurb, the Roblox, and don't judge the mentee. I think that's really the important takeaway is to just recap what we talked about. And, and maybe the mentee came up with something new that may add. And maybe where it says new commitments for action items can be set. Maybe recalling the last conversation, could lead us to some new action items that we can set up. So uh, that's kind of where I went with it. Again, communication so important.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Let's go to the next one. Establish new objectives for each time you meet together. To me, it's like, you don't want to keep working on the same old thing. Um, You should have already passed that, or you Mm -hmm. should have already gained that new knowledge, or you should have already done better. Um, Sometimes the outcomes will be about other issues That have come up Uh, once issues uh, are resolved, the mentor can bring the mentee back to the original goals set and how to accomplish them. Right. So you could you could have that initial meeting together and there's these original goals that you came up with. But those goals have caused sub goals and sub goals to sub goals and problems and roadblocks and all these things so you're it's like it's not like this perfect little picture that just goes linear it I think i I would consider it like a spider web right you You're in the middle and you got to build from the middle all the way out to the spider web. If you watch a spider, they're moving all over the place because they happen to create this web. Uh, I think it's the same thing, you know, you, you're moving all over the place, uh, to kind of help induce that thought process. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. But you got, <laughs> Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree completely now. <laughs> um, so, so I like the next one too, Brian, um, because it talks about, um, you know, sharing your ideas So it's explore, explore, set objectives, ask questions, share and coach. Share and coach. The mentor is going to ask the mentee what actions need to be taken to achieve their goal. That's when you have the opportunity to ask questions so that the mentee can find their own answer. And then after the mentee explores ideas, the mentor will suggest ideas and share experiences. So one thing I wanted to share with our audience and with you is, again... As I start the transition process, I have been reading some new books. Um, One of them was uh, Mission America, and it was by retired Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann. And in it, he gives you a bunch of books to read to help. And one of the things he talks about is veterans tend to not be able to effectively tell their story in interviews. So here with the mentee, sharing your experiences, being an effective storyteller can get that buy-in. I've been reading the book. It's called The Storyteller's Secret. And it's by Carmen Gallo, and it highlights the importance of telling a good story. And it, it gives some examples. Bill Gates telling stories for you know the speech and, and when he gives speeches. And, and there's a few other like very key people. So I think that's important for you as the mentor is to be able to tell a quick experience story to grab the attention, right? Mm-hmm. And and in that couple of you know, two to three minutes, you want to be able to grab your attention and make it memorable. So I think the, as a mentor, you could develop your ability to tell an effective story. And that would help with, um, helping your mentee, uh, like ask questions, share and coach.
0: Absolutely. Like that's, that, uh, that is a great point. Uh, and, uh, I, I think that it's, I think it's kind of like experiential learning to, 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 to be honest, Ed, like, with it, you know, you, you're, you're spe- you're speaking off of your experiences. You're telling this story. You're the way, I think a lot of it too is like how you involve the details. Like you don't want to be over detailed, but you don't mm-hmm. want to be under detailed. You know, like you want them to be able to actually picture it in their mind what you're talking about. But we're not talking about giving them answers. We're talking nope. about walking them, walking the dog, uh, walking them through a problem uh, that they may. Which kind of leads me to the next one is about discuss a plan for possible roadblocks.
1: Yeah, uh, you just, like roadblocks?
0: Oh, I love roadblocks, man. Uh, this will allow the mentee to realize when the roadblock occurs and how to effectively deal with them. So like they're basically, you're kind of, it's almost like, I would say like from what I've just learned from my first, because I just finished my first semester of the Academy. Like we, we closed it out on Friday. We went through the, I went through the department of operations and in the department of operations, you go through a lot of different things. You talk, we're talking about unified land, Act, uh unified, land operations. You're talking mm-hmm. about mission command. You're talking about, um, what's called ADM, the army, uh, army design methodology. And you're talking about MDMP, the military decision-making process, right? So that military decision-making process, there's different, there's tons of steps through that, but you're doing a mission analysis and then you're doing co, uh, w- which is another thing called uh, course of actions. So when I see, when I see possible roadblocks, I think about, okay, you're doing what in, 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 courses of action piece and you'll like this one it's called war gaming so oh, yeah you take you take the koas each one and you war game through those to say okay if i do x enemy's going to do y if enemy does y i do z and then so on and so forth you keep going through all the way like you play this game um and it's very much like a book that i guarantee you're about to grab um, otherwise known as red teaming. Yeah, uh, no, 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 it's don't. <laughs> it's an office at work. <laughs> I think I think mine's down. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it is red teaming. It's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, mine's down there. I can't reach it. It's all the way on the end, <laughs>
1: which involves yep. critical and creative thinking as well to be able to exactly. red team
0: effectively. Right, exactly. So what you're doing is you're helping them through that wargaming process, Joshua Bryan. Well, who is a mentor of mine who I often reach out to and I ask questions and and he he doesn't give me the answers, but he's the one who taught me what wargaming was when I was still a staff sergeant right before I became a sergeant first class. Like like he taught me wargaming and understanding how to think through a process. I want I want X solution, but I'm at a well, I can't just go from a straight to X. I've got to go through the entire alphabet of things. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on there. And that's what's key with it. And that's what I think it's funny with that whole discuss the possible roadblocks. So if we're approaching your goals, uh, and you may not be able to accomplish this. Well, how do you get beyond this? Mm-hmm. You know, that's and it's just, you know, it's working through that. So that's why I, and that's why I love roadblocks because <laughs> board gaming. now I love board gaming. So what you got?
1: Uh yeah, so I, war is, like I said, was saying, you know, creative and critical thinking in order, because you're really taking an adversarial approach to whatever the problem is. You're trying to think like the adversary, right? Whether, and, right. and when you say adversary, we're not talking about just war gaming like, uh, you know, like Normandy in 1944. We're talking wargaming in your organization and trying to figure out like this new product launch is coming and, and what are some yes. of the impacts. And, and, and you're looking, you're playing devil's advocate is what you're really doing. Um, yeah. So that's a good way to, to kind of look at you know um, the roadblocks and how to approach them and how to overcome them. But by wargaming, you're trying to prevent them before you even have them, right? Yes. So gives you that insight. So I think that's, that's excellent, Brian. Uh, the next point that I wanted to go over is mentor will establish new action items with the mentee. These action items will forward the mentee to achieving his or her goals. So this, this totally, I, I I harp on this when I talk to soldiers about counseling in the military on the promotion boards, because this has to be a two-way street. You have yes. to you have to let the mentee say, here's my goals, here's my new action items for the next time we meet. These are the things I want to do because If you feed it to them, you're going to lack the buy-in from them because it's your plan, not their plan. But if you, so in this piece here, it actually says, let them come up with a few, and then it's okay for me as the mentor to suggest items as well because now we have a joint thing, right? Like You've given me some, I gave you a couple, and now the buy-in occurs because it was a joint plan, not Uh, me being a dictator and saying, you will do this and you will do that. Because that doesn't work. I'm telling you, I've done it. I had a soldier and I used to, you know, as a young sergeant, I was like, you will do 200 correspondence courses or hours this month. And they never achieved it. And now, as I've grown and had more experience, I realize this because it wasn't their plan. It was my Mm -hmm. plan. You know, they would always say, well, I think 100 is more doable. No, you're going to do 200. You know, I was trying to rule with Iron Fist, but... At the end of the day, if I'd have just said, okay, 100. Well, they, they said I can do, and that's the buy-in. Now, yeah, are they going to sell themselves short? Sometimes you got to figure out how as a mentor to overcome them selling themselves short and make them realize that's what they're doing. But you can't just dictate the plan, and, and I think yes. that's really what's key with this one, Brian.
0: Summing it up, man, one sentence. Don't dictate goals, inspire them. That's why, that's why I see it.
1: Thanks, thanks for making all that unnecessary. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, it, it's, it's excellent, Brian.
0: No, like listening to you, that's what came to my head. I was like, man, that's like, don't dictate goals, just inspire them. You know, uh, <laughs> makes sense. But I had to hear what you had to say to <laughs> understand it. Uh, so, hey, let's go to this final last one. And then we're going to move on to some power questions kind of thing. Like just, it, I love these <laughs> questions. It's, there's so there's three pages worth of Um It says closure of a meeting. So I think this is like the closure of any type of discussion. Like within this packet that I'm going to, I'm going to share on our closed Facebook page. So just remember that it's going to be shared on it. But within this packet, it's basically a format of like creating meetings and documents and all these things that you can do to help assist. But I think the most critical part is ending out whatever mentorship meeting you're having or conversation and really, it says right here, express confidence in the mentee and acknowledge the progress so far. Confirm to do items and next steps. So we can, we can talk about what they did all day long, but if you don't like encourage it, continue to encourage like, hey, you're doing a great job. You're on the right track. You may have went off course here, but that's okay. You still achieved X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. You're building confidence, and when you build the confidence, you build trust. When you build the trust, you build the uh, approachability. You know, so if you're you're generating what needs to be generated, you know, um, uh, it's like it's kind of like a, a like a hydro dam. You think about it. If it's just a small stream, you're not getting much electricity. But with a hydro dam, if the, the more water they're letting out, the harder that those generators can build, and they produce more power. It's the same thing you're not going to overwhelm them, right? You don't want to create a flood of emotions, hence yeah. laying out too much water out of the dam. <laughs> However, you want to push enough water through that dam that it's going to create enough power to push to the local village in the brain and, and create these you know connective webs of critical thinking and doing more and reaching goals and all these things, right? If you don't have enough power pushing through, then you're never going to make these connections. They're not going to push hard enough. If you have too much power, they're going to feel overwhelmed. Um, they're going to get anxious. Like lots of things can take place. So, that, I mean, that's just my idea, Bond. It's like you got to make a supportive effort of, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Work towards this. And I guarantee you we're going to make this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's just the, how much you put into it. That's it. That's all you have to do. So, that's what I have, man.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, that goes along. That's kind of, um, you know, you're just encouraging them. You just point out their positive traits. You point out their successes. And, and I think it, what I always have thought is very important is when we identify a success of somebody, right, who works with us, for us, a mentor, mentee, or a mentee, I mean. I think that it's also key to kind of highlight to them how did they have that success because then that enables them to acknowledge it and then say, you know what, I can continue to do that thing. And then you build those winning streaks where it becomes a norm for them to have those successes. So, yes, um, I think that builds that confidence and, and you're encouraging them and you're just making them stronger.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I just to me, it's it comes down to like you're building that relationship. But one of the ways you can build it is through good questioning and good questioning uh, allows you to (laughs) understand things. Right. Um, So in this packet, uh, I talked about this, like three, it's three pages. I got all three like sitting here. I like to print everything off like hard copies of stuff. So I have all three pages sitting here in front of me and I'm looking across and it it actually, what's cool about these questions, Ed, it's like, it breaks it down into certain areas that you could directly engage. Like, so the very first area is getting started. Uh, then there's a values and vision. Then there's goals and actions, life and learning, or actually I like to just call lifelong learning. Uh, <laughs> then there's relationship and change. And then there's even coaching the evaluation. Like there's even a, a thing about questioning on understanding if the mentorship is actually working or not. Um, so I think right in, the, right in the beginning of it, it talks about the getting started. It says, what do you hope to accomplish through our mentoring relationship?" you're literally asking what do you want from this yeah and i i to me it's like if you can answer that um and you can open, you can do it in a way that's actually understandable for instance if if you were mentoring me ed and you said hey what do you hope to accomplish through this mentorship and i said well i just want to be better at what how well, why? You know, all these. Yeah, I can, I can throw all the five, areas, or are, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can throw out five Ws on everything you say. You know, so it just helps out. Um, another question that I saw that I, I really liked, and it was actually under the life and learning ed, and it says, "What worries you the most at work?" Like sometimes it's like, do we mm. do we even ask that? Like, what worries you the most at work? Uh, well, you know, I got this boss and he's kind of hard on me, blah, blah, blah. Or I got this coworker. Uh, I don't like working with him so much because they think if you're on profile that you can't be an effective leader, you yeah. know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I, and I could go through all these questions, but there's, I mean, there's, a lot I don't know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Yeah. That's three pages worth. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the questions or is there any like certain one that you saw that
1: you're like, Oh yeah, that strikes a chord. Or what are you thinking, man? Um, So I like the one in relationships and change. What are five rules you have or like to have for relating with your colleagues? Uh, Five simple rules. I mean, this is something you could throw on a whiteboard. This is something you could throw on a whiteboard next to the, um, you know, next to your desk or, you know, make some like, flowery PowerPoint with it on there. What are your five rules?
0: So yeah, I,
1: yeah, no. I, I like that one. I, I like to to identify those things.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me though, that's like you're, as a mentor, you're actually creating an environment without even being in an environment sometimes. You mm-hmm. may not be a part of that group, but you're actually trying to create that circle of trust as Simon Sinek would talk about, the circle the of circle safety. Of trust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the golden circle, as he calls it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really... We've answered this one before. This other question: What legacy would you like to leave? Uh, we actually legacy. did a whole, we did a whole episode yeah. on legacies. So, um, <laughs> I mean, th- there's so many questions. I don't want to. I don't want to keep throwing them out there too much, unless you have any particular ones, Ed. I think we have hit the chord with this mentorship show.
1: I think these questions. One thing about these questions, Brian, is I looked through some of these questions. We could literally like use them to generate episodes. You could use them to generate uh, episodes of the Instinctive Influencers podcast. All for these questions, it's, it's some of them are pretty good. <laughs> well, now that you said that, Ed, uh, <laughs> I was going to go ahead. I was going
0: to let you know uh, you weren't at the production meeting again, so it was yeah, just I me. I
1: don't do meetings well.
0: <laughs> no, no. So uh, actually, I I wanted I wanted to, to kind of go further into our mentorship and coaching and training. So one of the things I thought about was using these questions in conjunction with a show about training, right? So asking asking the right questions to create the right training, all these things. Um, mm. I just thought, how, how would that connect? I'm playing with some things in my mind, Ed. We'll see what happens. But um, I, I guess... What I want to get out of this show completely uh was just the understanding of the mentorship and really like just looking at it from the mentor's perspective of knowing like you have a boundary, but you don't have a boundary, right? So you have a boundary that you you wanna you wanna stay within the realm that the mentee is trying to reach. However, you can use critical creative thinking. You can use relatability. You can use you know all the things that you've said. You can use all that to kind of encompass it. So you have, I picture it as like this lane, just like a road, and then you're creating a bubble around that road of areas. So that if they if they don't stay on that road completely, they're still going in the same direction, but they they're within the bubble, right? So, mm. um, all right. So before we close out the show, Ed, any any last thoughts on mentorship and where we need to go?
1: Well, uh, no, I mean, I think it was pretty good. I think the mentorship thing, we need to understand, like, and then we we owe it to our mentees to to put our effort into it, to prep for those. You know, we talk about them being prepared, coming to the meetings, but what about the mentor? You need to be prepared um, to conduct those meetings because, I mean, they're going to know. They're going to sniff it out and they're probably going to go look for somebody else to help them because maybe they see you're not invested in them enough. So right. that, that was kind of one of the things that kind of you know popped in my head throughout the course of the episode, Brian.
0: Really? So Ed, throughout the episode, we talked about a lot, a lot of things, right? And it seems like it's 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 a lot of stuff to take in, right? It's a lot. I mean, I'm 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 trying to I'm still I'm still divulging over all this this uh this huge packet, by the way, that Rick Williams has because he's already sent it out to a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> If for some reason I wanted to just, you know, like, hey, I think they talked about this or they said that I could get a packet from a certain place. If they were trying to connect with us, Ed, to find this particular packet of information, tips, and tools, where would they go?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Brian. They could check us out on all platforms of social media at 101 Influence on Facebook and Instagram. They can also check out our YouTube page, The Instinctive Influencers. Go in there subscribe give us a big thumbs up and leave a comment on things you'd like to see or maybe you have something to add to the qualities of a mentor that you look for you can add it there you can also go to our uh, website instinctiveinfluencers.com and then there you will meet the faces see the places and uh, you'll you'll get to know us a little bit better and uh yeah that's it brian i think those things would be valuable of course keep in mind that the facebook page is a closed facebook page but if you answer the questions i am sure that one of our friendly staff will immediately grant you access after you've answered the questions
0: he says friendly staff it's (laughs) yeah we have a lot of people on staff (laughs) you're looking at you're looking at two of two (laughs) 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 no um yeah yeah, you're right uh a the youtube page Just keep watching those. Um, And if like the cool thing about the YouTube thing is you actually get a little bit more content because like some of the stuff that I throw in there or some of the things uh, we say beforehand or afterhand, um, it kind of helps out. Um, Thumbs up subscribe you can click the little bell and it'll let you know when you it'll actually give you a reminder when a new show comes out now if i mean you can listen to it and not even have the video on so it, it makes it kind of easy um uh, ed before we go you had read um an, a a little quote from a book i think i think that's the best way to end our show out look at that what is the title of that book it's called tribe of mentors
1: Yes. So, hey,
0: end us out with your your little quote because I thought it was pretty good.
1: This is a quote by Marcel Proust. The only true voyage would be not to travel through a hundred different lands with the same pair of eyes, but to see the same land through a hundred different pair of eyes. And that was from uh, Marcel Proust in The Tribe of Mentors by Timothy Ferris. Excellent book.
0: Yeah, I would definitely tell people, hey, start looking at things like that. That'll help you become a better mentor. But, hey, that's the music. We're done. That's the end of the show. So with that, that I don't know. (laughs) Uh, However, I am Brian. I I am Brian. This has been the Instinctive Influencer Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, try to be a better mentor, mentee, coach, and trainee. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.